Hey everyone, Casey Curry here on my podcast, Where To Next, and today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're, uh, we actually are uh, getting ready for Offered Expo this weekend in Pomona, uh, and one of my good friends and influencer of the industry, uh, Randall Spears uh, from Dana Corporation, uh, is with me in the house. So, uh, uh, Randall, thank you very much for coming on board. Of course, dude. Wouldn't miss it. So I want to give everyone a little lowdown. Uh, Randall, I've known Randall for uh, many years now. He started, uh, well, where I knew him from was Toyota, and then he moved over to Dana Spicer, uh, where now he is the uh, a senior manager uh, on the aftermarket side. And, uh, you know, Randall does a lot for the industry, uh, goes to many events, uh, has to hustle, and uh, he deals with the OEMs, and he also deals with the aftermarket. So he's got himself a very unique uh, job and has to deal with a, a lot of different people. So... Randall, thank you very much for coming on. I, you know, my biggest thing on the podcast is getting a little bit of the behind the scenes, you know, like, you know, the people that helped me out in my, um, in my racing career and my career in general, and not only that, but people that do a lot for the industry and, you know, with all that you have going on in your life, you know, like tell, tell us a little about where you came from and, and what you're doing now. Yeah. I, uh, I came in from LAX last night, uh, live life on the airplane these days, you know, traveling everywhere. Cause, uh, Everyone's having fun uh, all over the world, right? And so uh, you got to be uh, you got to be involved. You got to be in it, right? You can't uh, be an influencer if you don't understand what people are doing and bring solutions to things that they're the challenges they face, you know, and uh, and have a good time doing it. So originally, I'm you know I'm just a kid from Texas, um, you know. I grew up in uh, born in Austin and uh, lived in and around Austin. Grew up there and you know got bit by the automotive bug and my dad had a big. Uh, 70s Ford pickup truck and you know kind of grew up on dirt roads right so I kind of fell in love with that uh, aspect of the automotive industry and my dad had his own automotive repair shops growing up and so you know much much like you I grew up in a you know with a family that was very involved in the automotive industry and uh, so my fear was very low to go in and take something apart or try to make it better and um, you know and then I've just uh, I've chased that my whole life I mean it became a passion right so I'm very lucky that I've been able to uh, to enjoy, uh, you know, my time in the automotive industry, and um, it's great. So you know, that's that's why I do it. You know, it's something I love to do. Um, I pinch myself a lot. You know, it's it is a job. I do get paid, and sometimes it's not always pleasant. But you know, <laughs> the weekends come around, and you know, all that all that busting butt all week pays off, and you can go hang out with uh, some great friends. Because I think that's the great thing about the automotive industry. It doesn't matter uh, where you come from or, you know, what color your skin is, uh, what gender. Um, it's it's an automobile, and we all we all love it in some form or fashion. It touches all of our lives, and you know, to go out and have fun. That's that's what you focus on. So it's really cool to you know to live that life. Yeah, yeah. And and previously you were at Toyota. I mean, you came. I mean, you've obviously done some racing in your past. So yeah. why don't you give us a little bit about the racing? I mean, I know there's not a lot, but I mean, just to give people, you know, so they can have some uh, a feeling of where, where you came from on the racing side of it. I mean, I mean, you've definitely been around racing. Yeah, you know, I um, I I actually I am a mechanical engineer. Um, that comes as a shock to some people because I actually have a personality. Uh, but um, you know, I I knew growing up, you know, loving racing, going to the short track with my dad, you know, the motocross, you know, being, you know, seeing all that, wanting to be involved. Uh, I knew I'd have to use my brains to get there. And so, you know, I went and got an engineering degree. And from there, I, I chased my dream. And uh, I spent a couple of years in the heavy truck industry, actually working for a Peterbilt International. And the whole time I worked there, 
I would moonlight with a NASCAR truck team over in Fort Worth. So I was living in Dallas, working in Dallas, and you know, I'd work from seven to three or so, then run over to Fort Worth and work on the truck team till midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And um, didn't tell them for a year that I was <laughs> that I was an engineer because I wanted to wanted them to trust me with the tools. And um, you know, I, I earned their respect, and I think that that really helped me coming from that background of busting your knuckles and really, you know, getting in, getting in with your elbows and knees and, you know, working on stuff, not just dictating to people what to do. I think that's been a strong point of how I've been successful in my career. But uh, what happened is I actually moved out to California and went to work in the sport compact series. Got to, you know, and I left a great, a great corporation in, in Peterbilt, uh, Packard. And um, that started the racing career, uh, motorsports career, I guess is a better way to put it. And um, from there, you know, I, I actually moved back a year later. I moved back to Dallas. And I went to work with the crew chief uh, that I was moonlighting with because he got a deal to do a Bush Series team at the time. And uh, that's when we were with Hulligan. And he also had the motocross team going on at the same time. So I spent a year there. And, um, you know, the, the racing world is very interesting because it's a lot about ego and it's a lot about money. And, you know, when people run out of money, then you're down the road finding your next job. And so it became a much kind of a roller coaster back and forth. I actually moved back to California and did, um, I was changing tires at the time too. So I was only, not only a team engineer doing race strategy, you know, prepping during the week. Um, I actually started going over the wall, you know, and doing physical, you know, just getting involved. And, uh, so when I moved back to California, I was doing the, the West coast sweep of NASCAR and I actually got picked up by a truck team and moved out to Virginia, to Martinsville, and was doing the NASCAR Truck Series for a while. Um, and again, the roller coaster continues to ride, and that, that came to an end, and I moved back to California, and <laughs> see a theme here, and um, got involved with, the, with Celine when they were just launching the S7R, which was the race version of the S7. Steve got it homologated, and the first customer was Orca. I'm sorry, the first customer was actually Zach Speed, so my, my first... Um, you know, activity uh, for working with Celine is I ended up going to the Nurburgring. I mean, no, no way. Race tra- yeah, yeah, right? I mean, that was incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So um, I was the, the race car powertrain engineer, and I ended up uh, basically living over in Europe, and I was managing, you know, the powertrain and drivability of the vehicle. So I was doing the trackside support, testing, you know, working with the drivers to get them comfortable with the vehicle, make the vehicle perform the way they felt it should, but also help them become better drivers. And, um, you know, worked with Orica in France and Zach Speed uh, over in Germany. Uh, we did win a championship with Orica. And that really, you know, that was amazing. That, I mean, that, that world, you know, experience, you know, that global experience, I mean, it was, it was amazing. Um, you know, and again, the roller coaster continued. And after that, I ended up at TRD. And I was running their off-road program. And that's that's where you and I met, right? Yeah. So you were racing in Pro Lights at the time. Yeah. And uh, I was working with, uh, you know, the Toyota teams. And uh, we ended up winning a championship there. Um, we won the, the Borg Warner Cup, the, you know, the Crandon. The big one. The big one, you know. Um, so that's, you know, that's my background there with the racing side of it. And then... Uh, you know, that was back, I mean, geez, that was years ago. You think about the economy, when the economy took the dive in 2008, and, you know, that was tough. Uh, you know, racing got kind of thin then, but uh, I got involved with the uh, 
in the vintage car series, you know, the vintage car racing and those guys, you know, enjoy their cars, they're affluent and they've got, you know, they've got the means to keep things going. So, you know, I just, you know, I stayed active, you know, in what I was passionate about. And, um, you know, I went and did, I worked at Mr. Gasket for a while, you know, some, some products that I used growing up, you know, so I was, you know, it was a very, very interesting time. I was very proud to be involved with those brands, you know, those true aftermarket performance brands. Um, and then, you know, again, the roller coaster is very interesting in motorsports. And, uh, then this opportunity came up uh, with Dana and, um, you know, they were getting back into the aftermarket as a, really as an organized group. And there was nothing really established for the motorsports, the performance side of it. And so this has been kind of my, uh, you know, my brainchild, my, what I've been given entrusted with to grow. And so for almost the past five years, I've, you know, I've been working in, you know, with Dana to, to grow the product line and to, you know, help the aftermarket. And, you know, Dana is a, is a, you know, a hundred year old manufacturing engineering company. That's really what Dana is. And, um, they, they build great products. And so it's, it's nice because I can trust in the products that we engineer and we manufacture. And it's just my job to get them out there and, you know, make them seem cool. I mean, they really are cool. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say that, uh, you know, drivetrain is a, is a sexy subject. You know, a lot of people don't even see it, right. It's underneath the vehicle, but it's ultimately very important to how the vehicle performs and what you're doing, especially yeah. in the things that that we do in our off-road racing. Yeah, yeah. And on that note, like, I mean, let's let's take it to, to the Dana side. I mean, just for the people that don't know, right, like, why don't you explain the difference between an OE and aftermarket? And then really what, like, I mean, on the Dana aftermarket side, like what you do and what Dana aftermarket is all about, right? I mean, it is something totally different than the Dana OE side, uh, especially with the performance axles and all the other, um, you know, Spicer products and stuff like that. I mean, why don't you explain to that, you know, to the people that don't know what, I mean, obviously we all know what the Dana 60 is from every, you know, every car back in the day, but I mean, obviously it's the, the things are changing and the aftermarket is bringing the name back into the limelight as far as, uh, it's something cool again. Right. And I mean, why don't you kind of explain to people what, what the aftermarket, you know, versus OE and then really where, where you guys are at as far as, uh, the aftermarket product you make. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's very interesting because I think the aftermarket gets kind of a bad rap. I, I know that, uh, if you if you look at the aftermarket in total, I think a lot of people think it's uh, cheap replacement parts, you know, and so I think there's kind of this, you know, stigma that that aftermarket isn't, you know, they're not the quality isn't that good, right? You're just looking to get something cheaper and stuff like that. But um, you know, from the OE standpoint, I think the aftermarket looks at the OE with a stigma as well that the OE is not good enough, right? That that's why there's aftermarket, right? So there's there's this, all this turbulence around you know who's who and who's better and what's what and you know I I guess I can say this right I mean as an engineer and going to work for Dana it's very it's 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 makes me very proud I mean Dana is an engineering company you know we we build products that have to go hundreds of thousands of miles I mean you think about not only from the light vehicle which is what we really you know that's what we know and we're involved in but you think about commercial vehicle and you think about these things going a million miles right I mean that's incredible Right. So there is a ton of engineering. There's a ton of testing that goes on to make these, you know, to make these products last that long. And, you know, you, you came out to Toledo to headquarters. Yep. I mean, you saw the lab. I oh, mean, our, incredible. our headquarters is a lab. I mean, yeah. it's a scientific lab of testing going on 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You know, everything from bending big beam axles to 
you know, metallurgy, you know, electron microscopes, you know, it's, it's crazy. The science and engineering that goes into what we do. The, the beauty is that gets transferred into our aftermarket products, you know? So the OE is really building things to an OE specification, right? So, you know, when the OEs are building a vehicle, they're balancing a lot of things, you know, obviously, you know, they want it to be strong. They want it to last, you know, a certain amount of time for the, for the life of the vehicle, you know, they're, they're working for, for efficiencies. Like, you know, weight is a big deal now with fuel efficiencies, right? We get, if the vehicle's lighter, it, it uses less fuel to move it, but it can't be weaker, right? So there's a lot of material science going on out there. And, and that's, what's cool about the aftermarket side of Dana is like, we can leverage a lot of that technology and things that, that Dana's learning and, and technology that they're developing into the aftermarket, you know? So we can take something and go beyond what the, what, you know, what was intended for the OE specification, you know, because, well, some of us like to do different things, right? I mean, we like to go off-roading and, you know, for the most part, you know, a lot of these vehicles that are built, they weren't, they weren't built to really have 40 inch tires and, you <laughs> Absolutely. know, and, and go, uh, you know, go run Hell's Revenge and, you know, go down to Baja, Mexico and right run in places that, uh, you know, it's not a smooth paved road. So, you know, that, that's the nice thing about working for Dana and, and being able to, you know, have faith in the products that, that I represent, that I'm trying to, you know, tell people, Hey, you know, look at, look at what we're providing here. You know, this is going to help you go out and, and have a great time with your friends, with your family, you know, go out and have a safe time, get back home. You know, you're not broken down on the side of the trail, looking like a donkey. Um, you know, you've got great products. You're going to go out have a great time and come back. You know, I mean, you, you recently went down to Mexico with the, yeah. a bunch of guys in Jeeps and a couple of them were running our, you know, our aftermarket Dana axles. And, you know, that, that's what you need, right. To go down and have a good time and not worry, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. something's going to break, you know, yeah, and, and on that, I mean, and on just so everyone knows, like the, the, what you're talking about mostly right now on the aftermarket side is, I mean, you do have the ultimate Dana sixties, which yeah. are a bolt in replacement axle for JKs. And you have now the JL. And then, I mean, as far as what Dana, I mean, on the dry shaft side of things, you make U joints. That just so everyone's clear of exactly what Dana, uh, what they would make uh, for products, that, especially in the jeeping and off road world, is you know is, is spicy U joints, um, the Dana axles, uh, on the aftermarket side, right? And now you're the capabilities of buying, right? Yeah, I mean that's you know Dana started with the the encapsulated U joint that you know Clarence Spicer was a real dude, you know he's a car guy like us, and he saw an opportunity there. You know, he patented the first, you know, encapsulated U-joint and that, you know, literally unchained the automobile. So there's no more chain and sprocket. And I always tell people, I mean, could you imagine driving on the 405 today and an 18-wheeler's using a chain and a sprocket and that thing let that go? That would be wild. You know, that would yeah, be that death would be and wild. destruction yeah, everywhere. Kidding. So, you know, so that's where the business started, you know, uh, back at the turn of the century with the U-joint. And then it just evolved, right? It evolved from the U-joint, you know, with that, you know, allowed us to use the nerds, the engineers call it prop shafts. Uh, we call it drive shafts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then from there, it went into the axle, axle shafts. You know, we've, we've been involved with transmissions, transfer, transfer cases. I mean, the, the guys that are, you know, the old Jeepers uh, will remember the, the Dana transfer cases, you know, locking hubs. I mean, all kinds of components around drivetrain is that's, that's Dana's business, right? Um, you know, going beyond that right now, I mean, we're doing electrification. I mean, we're doing, you know, some wild stuff out there that that's coming. I mean, there's going to be a day when, 
you and I go hit the trail and they're going to be electric Jeeps or electric vehicles, yeah. you know, electric oh, axles. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be crazy. It's coming. Yeah, that's wild. Um, you know, so that's, that's Dane. I mean, like I said, Dane is a, it's an engineering company. I mean, really technology company. And, and then we utilize that te- technology to build the best products that we can for whatever application, whether it's OE or aftermarket. And specifically with, you know, with the Jeep market, I mean, we've, we've been partners, um, with the Wrangler platform since its inception. So it's, you know, over 70 that's years now. Been Dana. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Rad. It's always been Dana. I know that. That's cool. Um, so, you know, we, we build the axles that come from the OE. We build the drive shafts, you know, but like I said, you, you're going to do something with the vehicle that's outside the specifications that were, you know, that it was intended for. You need better, you know, you need a different product. And that's where, you know, the ultimate Dana 44 comes in the ultimate Dana 60. Like you mentioned, these are bolt in, axles for a Wrangler that that increase their capability in some form of fashion um usually it's you know it's it's around the tires because the bigger tire the bigger the torque the more weight you know it, it's a lot of stress on on the axles so you want to be able to handle that stress and that's why we created these products yeah yeah no it, yeah absolutely and everyone I mean the, the products do bolt right in it's it's a super easy process and really even on the uh, JK uh I have two JKs with uh, Dana axles and you know to be able to bolt on 40 inch tires without having to do any custom fabrication is is super nice. But and on that note, on on the tech side, I, I get people asking all the time. You know, the new JL Wrangler comes with Advantech. It's not technically a Dana 44. I mean, for the guy that's listening, and I'm I'm one of them. I obviously I pay attention uh, a lot right. of what's going on in the industry. There is a new technology out in the ring and ping and. and in reality, the new JL does not have a Dana 44 in it. It's got the new advanced technology. Do you want to, I mean, and, and to, you know, dumb it down a little bit. I mean, to, can we explain what the new technology is coming and what it's, what it's bringing and the capabilities for the future uh, that can make this thing work in, in, you know, smaller ring and pinions and the efficiency, but you want to give the lowdown of, I mean, what it really is in the new JL? Yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we've basically been running around on 1950s designs when it comes to, you know, straight beam axles. And, um, you know, there's been some, some iteration along the way. And, you know, about a, I think a decade ago, um, a group of Dana engineers were, were set aside to really reevaluate, you know, the, the beam axle and, and, and start with a fresh, clean sheet of paper and say, Hey, what, what can we do better? And, um, the, the iterations of, of growing that turned into Advantech, which is now underneath, you know, every Jeep Wrangler. Um, and you know, the, the number specification does stand for something. I mean, there's with the capability of the axle. Um, but the Advantech is, is a new technology that looks at the axle as a system so there's, it's not just one thing, although, you know, the, the biggest thing that we all see is the ring and pinion, yep. right? So we were able to, you know, through material science, I mean, it's crazy how quickly things change nowadays. It's, it's, it's almost like your phone, you know, it's, it's done in, you know, nine months to a year, you got to get a new phone. It's, it's old technology. Materials are changing that quickly and not only like metallurgy, but, but also in, in plastics and rubber, right? Yeah. So seal technology, um, and then modeling software, right? I mean, look how far we've come with modeling software and, and able to sit down and analyze things. And so it was kind of a perfect storm, you know, given the age of the axle design, you know, where we are with advances in technology, you know, and just as the brain trust of Dana putting all this together, you know, we, we found a lot of efficiency gains 
you know, in something that I guess if you just looked at a JL versus a JK and you look at the axles, really from the outside, they look pretty similar. Yep, they do. But inside, there's there's a lot of little differences that add up to a, a big change. Um, so the ring and pinion will start there. You know, we were able through material science modeling um, to figure out a method, you know, a way that to bring efficiency to the ring gear. So it's actually, we were able to achieve the same or better strength with a smaller ring gear. And why is that important? Number one, weight, right? So if it weighs less, it takes less fuel, right, to power it. Um, it also helps with ground clearance, right? So yeah, if you have a absolutely. smaller ring gear, you have a smaller center section, you got more ground clearance, you know, as, as off-roaders, that's, that's a good thing to have, right? Um, and then moving out from the ring and pinion, you think about the bearings, right? The things that these things are riding on, right? So we actually changed the the spacing of our bearings, the type of bearings we use, not only, you know, for the pinion, but also out at the wheel ends, right? Because there's also, there's all kinds of friction right there. So again, we're, we're saving energy that's not wasted in heat, right? It's actually, when you put the torque to the tire, you're getting more torque to the tire, right? And it's taking less fuel to do it. Um, the seal technology, like I referenced, these, these seals are amazing. I mean, there's like hundreds of percents of change, you know, in, in the capability of the seal to maintain, right, the fluid, you know, yeah. inside and not let it leak out or let stuff get in, you know. And um, actually, it's, it's less friction, right? So it's amazing, right? It, it's it, no drag. It, you know, there's no drag, you know, or a lot less drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hundreds of percent less drag, 100% capability to withhold the seal for, you know, longer than the previous materials and when not when that all comes together we've called that advantech so you know every jl rubicon has a 44 advantech front and rear axle and then the uh the non-rubicons come with the a new version of a dana 30 really it's the same ring gear package um but the rear um is a is a what we're calling a dana 35 um so now we're getting into like you know, the metric measurement of the <laughs> ring gear, right? So you got like a 210, 220, 200, you know, so you have a 200 millimeter ring gear as the Dana 35, and then you have a 210 and a 220, which are in the Rubicon, which we're calling Dana 44 Advantech. So that's, in a nutshell, that's that's kind of the technical background yeah. of it. I mean, and as far as that technology goes, do you think they'll ever go up to a Dana 60 model, or is that, I mean, I know... If can't talk about it. I don't really know. <laughs> I, you, know, I'm just, you know, the end user, obviously, everyone always wants bigger, better. Ooh. I mean, I, I, like I've seen JLs on 40s on stock axles, so, uh, and in Moab, but I, I'm not saying that that's what everyone recommends. But, you know, hey, look, I, I don't really know. I'm just, you know, obviously, people are always asking for what what's next, what's coming. Is there something exciting down the pipeline? Seamus two months away, and, you know, if, if it's something that uh, we don't know, we don't know. It's all good. Yeah, so. I mean, there's, I mean, for sure, you know, there's bigger there's bigger Advantech axles right now. Um, the Ford super duty. Um, we have the front and the rear axles now previously, you know, if, if we got super duty guys that listen to this, um, you know, the Dana 60 is pretty you know, classic axle for the front. And then Sterling was the axle for the rear. And now Dana has, you know, been awarded the business to provide the axle for the rear. So we've got a 275 millimeter and a 300 millimeter, you know, ring gear, you know, in the rear of the super duties. And, you know, that, that could find its way into something under yeah, the yeah, Jeep yeah. one day or, you know, maybe, wink, yeah. wink, uh, so the technology in between. Is out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the technology's <laughs> out there. So you guys, I mean, even in the Fords, and I mean, all obviously the, the Ford Super Duty line is 
you know, meant to tell a lot. So the technology, it can go anywhere. I mean, it, even just the technology in general right. is, is there. Yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah. That's from cool. platform to yeah, platform, absolutely. you know, there's new, there's yeah. some new platforms coming down the road it's we've cool. all heard about, and there's, there's going to be some Advantech technology underneath those that uh, the off-road industry is going to love. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, so yeah, I mean, SEMA's coming. We're going to have, you know, some Advantech axle technology out there at SEMA, you know, for those guys to get out and check that out or, you know, read the magazines. Um, you know, it, it's coming. You're going to see it. So, I mean, you know, interestingly, this is probably the first podcast that's right? been done about Advantech. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but if people you know? could, if people want to go to SEMA and see what they want to see, they can uh, go to the booth and you're going to have Advantech at the booth. Yeah. For, for those guys that, you know, that, that work in the automotive industry and, and come to SEMA for sure, they can, they could come by the Dana booth and, and check out what's going on there. And for those that, that come out and see the vehicles, you know, we're going to have a couple vehicles, you know, out around in the lots where, you know, they're publicly accessible and you can go and, uh, you know, check it out. Um, it's, it's, you know, SEMA's got a lot of things going on and certainly the cool car aspect is just off the hook, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. So, no, it's good. But now I want to get back to, uh, uh, to, to Randall Spears here, <laughs> uh, on the, uh, you know, I, I just want to do a little tech cause obviously, you know, obviously we have you here in the room and, and people are always asking, right? I mean, they're, they're, Jeep does a, a good job of always promoting that they have a new technology, but to get somebody to talk about it a little bit, it's cool to, to, to hear that there is change and it, things are evolving right that it's right. not the same technology from the 50s that are keep getting reused and, and reconfigured so it, it's cool to see that but as far as uh for randall i mean the, the randall i know right we i travel 50 weeks a year uh you travel the same i mean for yourself do you, i mean do you like what you do do where you go i mean all the events you do a year is it i mean is it all jeeping is there off-road is there cars i mean what does what Randall do in a year that, you know, puts him on the map that people can, if, if they know Randall, they can go up and talk to him. I mean, where, where would you see Randall, you know, in, in 2018 or 19? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, yeah, our travel schedules are out of control, you know, and, and a lot of it, you know, and a lot of it is, you know, it involves off-roading, you know, I mean, I, you know, but I, I love hunting, I love fishing, you know, and, and off-roading is, is a way to get there and maybe to some of the cool spots, right? The, the secret honey holes. Um but, you know, I, like I came out of motorsports, I came out of racing, you know, I, I see that, you know, this Advantech uh, technology is going to go into those, you know, arenas as well, you know, and so you could, you could find me out, you know, at a World of Outlaws event, you know, going to some sprint car races, um, you know, definitely road racing, you know, I miss that, um, even, even, you know, the stock car racing, I mean, there's, there's another, you know, industry that, you know, is, as simple as those vehicles seem, I mean, and you've been around them, there's a ton of technology. I mean, people spend, you know, there's millions of dollars going into making those things even more efficient because that's how you beat the guy next to you. Um, you know, besides just being better, like, like you are, Casey. Um, <laughs> I try, I try hard, I try hard. <laughs> you know, so you're going to, you know, anywhere there's motorsports, um, that's where you're going to find Randall. You know, that, that's, you know, that's where I, uh, I love to be. It's, it makes me happy. You know, I meet great people. We have great time together. You know, that, that's where you're going to find me. Um, and it doesn't matter where in the world it is. I mean, you know, it, it could be, you know, maybe down in South America where, you know, somebody's been going recently or, <laughs> you know, Australia. I mean, you know, doing, you know, going up in the snow, do some ice racing. I mean, um, you know, like I said, in, anywhere there's more sports, you're going you're, you're gonna to find me, you know, hanging out, um, getting involved, being involved, you know, driving. You know, it's... Uh, it's just a passion, right? And I think a lot of people share that passion. And if, if, you, sh if you share that passion, then I'm sure we're just going to hit it off and have a great time. Right. And as far as Jeep events, any, any uh, like, 
I mean, obviously you go to Moab, you got, you do a lot of events on the East coast as well that obviously, you know, I, I'm a West coast kid and I, I only do, I go to Jeep beach. I've been to Bantam once, but I mean, you, you going back to, I mean, as far as an 18, I know you went to some of them, but I mean, as far as the East coast events, I mean, is there places that, you know, if they're going to find Dana, are they going to find you basically? Is that kind of where I'm going with this? Is like, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll continue to go to Jeep beach. I mean, that's a great event. Um, you know, and in Jeep and, you know, it's, it's not that it's a heavy off-road event, right? You know, people drive up and down the beach and, you know, the, the look of the vehicle, I mean, you know, that's just as important. Um, you know, they do a lot of mudding out there, which, you know, you and I don't, you're cleaning mud off thing. of the rest not of your life, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm very impressed, you know, I think that, you know, like, you know, like I referenced earlier, being, you know, coming back and forth, you know, living a lot, living in California a lot. I mean, people automatically assume I'm from California, uh, ironically. And I was, I've been very impressed with the, uh, the off-road, you know, culture on the East Coast. And, uh, you know, there, there's tons of shows, you know, the Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. Um, there's great off-road parks, you know, out on the East Coast, you know, and just like a couple of weeks ago, I went and did win, you know, went and ran uh, Windrock down in in Tennessee, and um, you know it's challenging. I mean, it's it's different. It's different than what we you know experience on the West Coast with the rocks and a lot of grip. You know, um, you know, there's there's trees and there's there's mud, and yes. you know there's <laughs> both the rocks. You know, and the rocks. You know, the rocks move a lot. You know, so the line. You know, the line changes as, you, as you're waiting to go through. You know, if you're third in line, you know. By the time you get there, that the, it's already changed twice, right? Yeah. Um, so it's very challenging, um, you know. And I, I recently went and and wheeled from Maine all the way down to uh, to Pennsylvania, and I, I, I mean that was some of the hardest off roading I've done in my life. I mean that was that was incredible, and you know I really can't wait to get back. So I mean I know there's there's a lot of events, you know. I, you know, you've have you done a Jeep Jamboree? I've done, I've done, well, only in California. Yeah, yeah. So. I, got, I, got, I got, I got major issues when it comes yeah, we, to. We should, we should, yeah. we should figure out our schedules <laughs> right. to go maybe hit a couple of these up. Uh, are you they know, fun? The East Coast. Have fun. I mean, are the Jeep Jamborees fun? Yeah, they're of course they're fun. I mean, there's you know, like I said, I mean, Michigan. I mean, there's there, there's some sand dunes in Michigan. I mean, it's 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 incredible. Um, you know, just the diverse terrain across the United States and the different challenges that it presents, um, you know, going out to, you know, the Badlands, you know, the off-road park there where, you know, I don't, King of Hammers, you know, the yeah. Ultra 4 guys have gone out there before. I mean, you got Dirty Turtle. I went out to Dirty Turtle in Kentucky. And, I mean, and that's a great thing, right? You can go wheel and just, I mean, what what's what's Kentucky known for? Bourbon. Yeah, So yeah, you yeah. can go hit all the bourbon, you know, <laughs> distilleries, yeah. you know, after after you go wheeling. Uh, after, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, and make a great time of it. So, you know, yeah, East Coast, you you know, you're going to see me out there. The West Coast events are, are classic and epic. You know, we've we've done Moab, you know, many years together. I mean, we've, we've done Rubicon together. Um, we've gone down to Mexico. So, you know, th- those are all things that, uh, you know, it just becomes an annual event that you just, you always look forward to it. You yeah, know, you yeah. don't get bored, right? It's it's amazing scenery, amazing technical challenges, and then a lot of fun with uh, your friends. So, you know, that's, that's, that's where you're going to find me. 
Yeah, that's awesome. No, nope, you you definitely do a good job. So I mean, really, I mean that basically will wrap up this uh, this episode. But Randall, I really appreciate you coming on and speaking. You know, my my biggest thing is there's a uh, there's influencers out there that uh, have a passion for what we do. Obviously, you can uh, anyone can go probably make more money in uh, in real people <laughs> jobs, but to live in this aftermarket you know racing world that we live in, I mean, it's all about it's fueled by passion, and it's cool to you know to have people around, uh, especially me that have the passion and, and want to. See see um to us get the uh the the aftermarket into the uh the real world i guess you could say you know you want the soccer moms to have their jeeps lifted and you know you want to have the the people that drive their jeeps on a daily basis to know that they're they can upgrade that they can get bigger tires on their jeeps they can do more uh than what's just out there um and what they have on it you know like you know, there's, there's shops around the world now that you can go and buy anything you want to buy. And, you know, really have having people like that, that just want to see the, the, the whole industry grow. Uh, it's important. And, you know, obviously I, I want to have good people around me at all times and, uh, you know, having yourself and your wife and, and just the whole team at Dana, it, it's phenomenal. So, I mean, I, I'm stoked you came on. Uh, thank you very much. And, uh, Hopefully all the followers, if they ever have any questions, uh, to be able to uh, reach out to Randall or anyone at Dana. And, you know, the, the technology is moving forward, and obviously Dana is growing rapidly. So it's great to be a part of it. Thank you very much. And uh, episode six of the podcast is all over. So where to next uh, with Randall Spears?